0: Page We're finishing the parak. That Ahabas Hashem this, parik, this entire parak, Is about Ahabas Hashem Which is Tloui How each and every one of us How each and every one of us Can really practically Work on being the kind, The Mitzvah from the Torah of Ahabas Hashem Of loving our Kaddish Baruch Hu, How do we come to that And what's the nature of the Avaydah To bring us to that That's what this entire parak has been about but the the avaida, like all of the Avada throughout the entire safe and all of the Bilvavi Sun requires constant attention. It can't be something that a person uh, every now and then works. On. it has to be it has to be um, uh, consistent, and that's the only way that it's going to work. So he gave a marshal on the top of the page. let's just re- let's just review the marshal. It's so easy for a person. he was explaining how. I have a Hashem that each and every one of us, to some degree or another, we don't know exactly what it feels like and what it means, but we we certainly make sacrifices for Hashem. And, and, and uh, although we don't understand the nature of that love, we do love Him. And there's some, and even if we don't feel it consciously, there's something inside of us that feels that love. But the question of how to actually activate that, that there should be a hergish of Ahava, a feeling an emotion of love, Baruch it's very very, it's very easy for a person to be distracted in this world and when a person is distracted when a person is distracted even though even though he loves the other but the distractions cause a person to forget and not to feel that ahava that love which is natural and basic so he gives a marshal on the top of Reish Gimel that we just ended with last week this is a marshal an example of a child who goes to who goes to kindergarten and the mother is in the house the mother remains home we understand that throughout the day, the mother is the mother feels sometimes more strongly, sometimes not as strong, she feels very much that she misses her child. She has gagoon for her son,. So how could she miss him? How long has it been since she has seen him? Shatay two hours, sholay three hours, Rulay chamei Show, So maybe the child, maybe the, the, the maybe the, the child was in, the, in the kindergarten or nursery for five hours. No, kachnoir. So what's so terrible? Why does she miss him? Havaloh. Of course, only a parent or a grandparent understands what that means. That it's not a question of an hour, or two, or three. When a person's soul is bound up To the soul of somebody else When you are really bound to a person Even if there, even if there's an interruption Even if you can't see the person Or spend time with the person Or at least on the phone Even if it's for an hour or two already, There's already tremendous, tremendous gagum There's a tremendous longing I think I once told you that you remember that Michal, the daughter of Saul, she couldn't understand how her husband David was dancing in front of the Ark. You remember she felt it was embarrassing and it was humiliating that the king should go like like one of the Kohen, like a like a peasant, like a like a, a, a plain person, the way that he was jumping and dancing in his robe was going up in front of the Ark, in front of the Ark of Hashem. So she was very upset about that. And it says, it says in the Navi that that Michal uh, never had any children she never had any children the simple pshatan that is that there was there was some sort of a uh, uh, a curse Hashem that was that was put upon her that because she criticized Davon that as a result of that she would never be zaycheh to have children but I once heard I once heard from a, a, a Yerushalayim many, many years ago that he said a different shot. He said the reason that Michal couldn't appreciate what it means to be in love with God in such a way, to dance like a, to dance like a, a, a kid in front of the oven is because she never had children if she would have had children of her own then she would know what it means, what it feels like when you want to just get down on the floor and play with the kid and you want to do something, even though, it's, even though it looks silly it might look like you're being immature it might look like you're acting silly so when it says in the Navi that she never had children it's not saying uh, uh, it's not saying that she was cursed with infertility what it's saying is the reason that she didn't understand what Doverne Melech was doing that he that he was dancing in front of the army with such abandonment and such affection and warmth. The reason is because she she never had children of her own, so she didn't she couldn't relate to that kind of emotion, and she couldn't relate to that kind of behavior that seemed to her to be to be immature. So I remember that when, when we had our first we had our, our oldest when we had our first child. So I was that time I was teaching in a, I was teaching uh, the boys and I was teaching eleventh grade boys in in, a, in Yeshiva. And I had a couple of boys over for the two boys, two or three boys over for Shabbos. I remember that uh, it was Shabbos lunch, and and uh, I was uh, completely enamored with with my uh, with my era. and I was making funny faces and doing you know goofy things during the meal. I was, and uh, and I remember like I wasn't paying attention to what the boys were thinking about, it, but I did, did catch my eye that they looked at each other like, you know, Rebbe's uh, lost, Rebbe's lost it. You know, he's acting he's, he's acting like a baby. I mean, and and uh, I saw that they were like they were holding back from giggling because it looked silly to them, and it's the same thing that if you if you have never felt what that's like then you don't know what it means to miss somebody even after an hour or two, or like like the Balshamta said in the name of one of the Rishonim that unless a person has loved a woman he doesn't know what it feels like to love God, that's a very strong statement, and the Raman describes that in Halacha. That a person can't sleep, can't 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 eat. He's thinking all the time about this person who he loves. So it's not a kasha on a mother. Your child's only gone for an hour or two. Why do you miss him so much? Wherever there's a kasha on a level of nefesh, whenever there's an attachment that's deep, it's, then there's no shi'it at the time. It could even be for five minutes. Even if it's only a short time. But it's more, it awakens and it arouses terrible longing. <coughs> so a we learn. That's only a Marshall. The nimshal, of course, is even greater than that. One of the ways to measure whether you're a person who truly loves God is how do you feel when you're not with him now we're always with Hashem but obviously it doesn't mean the presence of God it means when you're not davening or you're not learning or you're not focused on Hashem do you miss him? it sounds like a silly question to people who have never felt this because you know we're coming from a we're living in a generation where a person would rather travel an extra half hour to get to Miny where there's no tachanun, right? <laughs> he'll go, he'll go a half hour because he heard there's some kind of a simcha, there's a chasnu, there's a bris, and he'll go a half hour even though tachanun only takes 30 seconds. Oh, it's Thursday, and he'll drive an hour <laughs> to go, to not to have to say tachanun. So it's hard for us to imagine. But Levi describes the chassid in Kuzari. Who he waits anxiously between Shachris, when is it gonna be Minchire? Because he misses God so much. You know, it's hard for us to imagine. When's it gonna be Minchiredi? And he's looking at his watch to have that opportunity. Of course you could always talk to Hashem, but to have that Shminashray, that intimate time with Hashem birth and all the means. So the Khassid in the Kuzri of Yudal even describes as that tefillah is the pre, is the fruit of his time. In other words, it's what he's waiting for all day long. Another chance to be with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, time to spend speaking to Hashem So the way to measure whether you love someone is how do you feel when you're not with that person. If there's a guy and a girl that's dating, and you ask him how's it going, and he goes what? And you say the dating, uh, it's going okay. Uh, how's it? it going with? Uh, and you say how's it going with, uh, with Chayesara? So he says who? <laughs> Sara Who's Chayesara? Oh Sara! I mean, the girl that I'm seeing, it's a bad sign, you understand. <laughs> it's not a good sim. It doesn't sound like it has the makings of a great romance. I mean, at this point, maybe it'll develop into something. It doesn't sound so good. And one of the first questions that any of us would ask is, do you think about her when you're not together, right? Do you think about it? If the person, if the person is able to be without the other, it's a simon that the Kesha, obviously, is not a strong Kesha. It's not, there's not much of an attachment to him. That's a marshal. When it comes to Goddesh Baruch Hu, that measure of Ahavas Hashem is how do you feel when you're not with Him? We're always with Hashem. But how do you feel when you're not conscious of that? Does it cause you to feel gagaun? When it comes to when it comes to a yomtiv, to a Shabbos, how much do you look forward to that? Is it a time not to rest. That's fine. But not to eat. That's also nice but as an opportunity to finally have some quality time with the barrier Island. They always talk about quality time, husband and wife, quality time with your kids, right? What about quality time with the barrier Island? When you're not sugar all well, week long you're sugar. you look forward to you look forward to Friday night davening. You look forward to a Shabbos davening. If you do, you're on time. You're on time. You're even a little bit early. You're even a little bit early. And you might even linger a little bit after the davening. Not to chapa but to say something else, to daven a little bit more. And during the time that you're davening, you for sure are focused and concentrating. All the loves that we have in this world, there's only a muscle of the love of shir which is between the akadosh baruch and Knesset, here. So it's only a muscle, which is hard for us to understand. But it's only a muscle. Vaday shikmo daven, gam midas <laughs> adam. Yesh and Aliyah, we read this. Obviously, this is not something which is fixed in a person's life. There are Aliyahs and you read this. Even a person who feels love for Hashem. There are better days and there are worse days. There are stronger... Same thing we have with people. Sometimes it's stronger, sometimes it's not as strong. There are Aliyahs and you read this. When it's a good time. Aliyah. Other Then you feel the Ahava in a stronger way. When it's a good day and you're doing you're doing a lot of mitzvahs, your davening is good, your learning is good, you didn't do any Aveiras that day. You're watching your you're watching your eyes, you're watching your mouth, you're watching your mahshavis, your thoughts. So it's a time of Aliyah, and obviously the Ahava, the feeling of connection, is stronger and the love is stronger. And that love, remember, we're talking about Ahava Tliya over that feeling of awareness of how much Hashem has given you in your life and how and how every single second that you have is a gift, mamish, is a gift from the B'rishon, obviously that's going to be stronger when it's a good time, when you're in a time of Aliyah. And at the time of Yerida, then we understand that the love is weaker. If on a day which is not a particularly great day, Let's see, you read the achas lachatz shah. If once every half hour, or achas shah, or once an hour, Shatayim, time every two hours. Let's say it's not a particularly great day, but at least once every hour or two. Let's say you say half hour. No? Once every hour or two or, or three or four. Let's say a person feels some hergish of of missing a relationship with Hashem it bothers you it hurts you you don't feel good about it you want to be closer to Him but you don't feel good about what what has come between the two of you if you did something you shouldn't have done God forbid that's a sign that you are still closer to Him you're still connected to Him because you're apart for an hour or two and and you feel that it makes a difference to you Zuhi nekudu <speaking> b'nefer is <in> Mila achesaren that's, that means that inside of you There's an akuda in your soul That is demanding and, and waiting for something to be filled There's something lacking And you want it to be filled You want it to be filled <laughs> Listen, sometimes it's in the filah And you, you don't know how to You don't know how to bring back that feeling of love You don't know how to do that But one thing you are able to feel able to feel that it hurts you, that there's something missing. That's also a sin that you have a Keshe. That's also a sin. If it hurts you, it bothers you, that it's not going well, or that there's been something to come between you. and a Hu. It bothers you, it stares you. That's a sign that you're Mikusha to him. That's a sign that you have a connection to him. We understand that as a husband with, with a husband or wife. If a husband or wife it happens it's not a particularly good thing they could even have an argument or a fight and uh, and and if they walk away from it then it doesn't make a difference and then sometimes you'll have this that they'll come back home and then then let's say because uh, doesn't always come this way with a, but just as a marshal so then the husband says so what's doing today with the has uh, had how to go today at work and what's doing with the kids and he's just talking like so um, she can't believe it <laughs> she just can't believe it so she says what so you how the kids doing what happened at work anything happened at work today what's going on she says what you mean you don't remember what happened this morning so we had had an argument no so you had an argument so everything is fine no No reason to bear a grudge you know just life goes on that bothers her very much why because she's uh, the whole day long she's, she's tumulting with this Indian this is bothering her that the two of you had something that came between you. And she's tumbling all day long. She's thinking about this mambish since you left. That you uh, had this disagreement and, uh, and it hurts her. And, and She says something she shouldn't have. You said something you shouldn't have. It bothers her. And then and then the guy walks in and she sees that he wasn't thinking about it at all. You know, he left the house. It's, it's better to start off the day tonight so it didn't work out. So uh, maybe tomorrow will be better. She's tumbling the whole day in her head. She might have even been crying. She's trying to figure out what to say and how can we bring ourselves back together and how's this going to work out. And he walks and everything is fine. It's fine. Nothing. That's a very hurtful thing. It's a very hurtful thing. Because to her it means he, had, he doesn't have a Kesha to me at all. The second he left the house he got caught up in work and other things and he, he wasn't thinking about this all day. I'm thinking about this all day long. It's the nature of a woman. I'm thinking about this all day long. He just went about his business and then when she says this she'll say something like well what about what happened this morning says, oh, you want to talk about that but it's not that it was there all day long it's, it's now there, you understand in other words like, he'll make a face like oh I thought we were past that you have to bring it up again but if you want to talk about it okay you know, he's very magnanimous and he'll say I'll talk to you about it I'm a good guy and i would be glad to talk to you about it but that's not how she was since she really loves him she's makusha to him all day long and since the kesha took a bad turn it bothers her that something is staring their relationship and as far as the guy's concerned again it could be vice versa I'm only giving the most common scenario but as far as the guy is concerned so he might not be that makusha so there's something that's lacking in the kesha but he can manage this is, this is a way to, to know where a person's holding where are you holding? So even when it's a time of a year either, let's say it, it was not a good day, you had a little bit of a disagreement, it didn't work out. Something was not working out. But do you refer to that during the day? Does it bother you? If you said something, let's say, if you looked at something you shouldn't have looked at, if your davening was not a good davening, whatever it might be, if you didn't learn what you were supposed to learn that morning, you didn't put in time, you didn't put in time, so during the day, is that a point of reference? Do you, do you refer back to that during the day? And does it does it hurt you? I'm saying it doesn't kill you, but it does depending upon it, if it was a bad Aver, God it But it's But still, does it bother you? Does it does it upset you? And do you have Gagoon? Do you miss the intimacy that was there before the Aver? Or when things were better? If you feel that, then it's a simon that you have a Keshet Hashem as well. It's a simon that you are a person who has some degree of a might not be strong with you there is some degree there of have as Hashem if it doesn't bother you and you just and you just go on with the day and everything is fine so then when you come to Marv let's say at night so you start to, you know whatever of Shemal whatever your pleasure is and you start and then the B'an says to you uh, maybe you want to talk so, uh, so the B'an Shalom says you don't remember what happened to we don't remember what happened this Yeah, but you uh, know, it's been a long time since the morning, and thought we worked that out. So the Bereshit says, "No, I'm thinking about that all day long. I'm thinking about that all day long that I there." It bothers me. The Bereshit says, it bothers me." You just would like to go on with my and call it a night. Of course, you want also to get all the. You want everything to be that the Bereshit should give you everything that you intend on having. It's the same thing with the wife, Ma- Maven Yavin, that she should continue to give you whatever you want but the Baruch says I want to work this out it's a Kesha I have a Kesha with you I want to have a Kesha with you. so if, it didn't, if you didn't think about it all during the day so when it comes to night it says <clears throat> that's what we have to feel is that the Baruch us at least at different points of the day that we have to come back to him we have to come back to him but in between those Tefilas do you miss him at all? that's a big question if is, is there something inside of you that is missing that needs to be repaired? That needs to be fixed? That's a big question. Or is everything just fine? Etzim <laughs> haGagum he says in the last line of that paragraph. Etzim haGagum. So even though you might not be able to fix things right now, but Etzim haGagum Moriah Malkach, and the Kuddes and in other words, using the emotional again of the husband and wife. You know, you might not be able to fix things up right now. Because it could be you had, a bad, you had a bad disagreement. And it might take a couple of days. You might even have to go for outside help. That, that, that's true. That could very well be. But the fact that it bothers you, and you want it to be fixed, and you feel this is not how it should be between me and my wife, that's a sign that there's a tension. If it doesn't bother you, and you don't miss that relationship that was before, so it's a sign there's not much of a relationship. So even though you can't fix the nefila right now, that's okay. You can't always fix an avera on the spot, and you can't always fix an argument with, with someone that you love on the spot. But that's okay. It might take some time. That's that's all right. You'll work on it. But the, but is there the question is a much bigger question? Is there a Kesha Is there something to work with over here? If it doesn't bother you that something came between you, so then that's very serious. If it bothers you and it hurts you. That means that there, That means that there's a lot to work with over here. There's a lot to work with over here. So, any time that you have a couple that comes to you for help, or that comes to me for help, and and it seems to really bother one, but not bother, it doesn't seem to be bothering the other. That's a. That's 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 a that's a problem. It's, it's hard, you know. So they will say I am coming because she wants me to come. It's, it's hard, unless the guy's just you know playing that playing a game but if he really means it like I don't see you know it doesn't, doesn't bother him it's going to be hard she's crying her eyes are red and the, and, and and he's saying you know okay though she wants to come so I can't I what's the problem I don't know ask her <laughs> these are things that are going, I'm hearing day in day out day in day out ask her oh. we had no argument I know she made a big deal with, with her rabbi right away I don't know it's a whole big thing yeah. and, she, and her eyes are red she didn't sleep all night and she's all worked up about it Oftentimes it is an exaggeration. But for her, there's a kesha. And when there's something even in the, a little bit in the kesha that's staring the kesha, it hurts. Because she wants it to be real, a real kesha. If he doesn't want that, then they have a much bigger problem than the fight that they had last night. It's a much bigger problem than a the fight. There's something the him that's wrong. <clears throat> so, vadai shayeshna godless vyeshna katnas to say that there some times that you feel stronger and sometimes there the are greater times and sometimes it's cutness it's smaller in other words you don't feel that much <coughs> at a time of godless when the kesher is felt very strongly you feel that more strongly in the heart and at a time when, when the, the emotions are not strong, a time of or smallness, at least in your mind, you, know, you, you, you have at least in your mind, um, uh, you know that it could be better, it should be better. Even the husband that doesn't feel much knows in his brain that something is wrong, he knows it intellectually. But the longing that a person has during a time of Katniss that he wants desperately that it should be a time of Godless that's something that that either you have it or you don't have it it's something that has to be revealed in your heart it's not a matter of intellect it's not a matter of saying I know something is wrong but does it bother you does it bother you many times I, 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 I mentioned that that Tevark from the Satmarav that somebody has the of okay Rabbi we understand that there's Chil this but what do you have to tumult about it so much somebody is like what do you have to make such a big deal about it is, is that going to change anything so Satmarav said that you know Parah had different advisors and and you know that that in the end in the end uh, the only one, who, the only one who, who really protested that, the only one who really protested was you, sir, right? So, the fact that a person, if it, if it really hurts you, if it really hurts you, you protest. It bothers you. Even if you can't necessarily change anything. Even if you can't change the mitziahs. But if it hurts you, you cry out. It makes a difference to you. So, when it comes to a person's feelings of longing, so it's not a matter of the intellect. I know that there's something wrong between us. I know that. Okay, but say, do you know that. I mean, it's not so hard to figure out. She, she hasn't spoken to you in the last week. So you know something is wrong. But how much does it hurt you? And how much do you miss the relationship? With the Kaddish and all the others that we're talking about It's a marshal of that relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Even if you, when you're going through a small time, when you a time of smallness, and it's not strong in Dhabna, not strong in learning, not strong in our void, whatever it might be, even if they have got to some of various or problems. Do you how badly do you want to come back to a time of godless? How badly? And how much do you miss the way that it was? That's a measure of a haver. When you're going through a time of cotness, or smallness, if you don't feel in your heart, Gagum, a longing to get back to a state of godless. If it doesn't hurt you, if you don't cry out, behechro shagam godless, then it must be that even when you think it's godless, really, really, it hasn't penetrated into your heart. It hasn't penetrated into your heart. So, the the you know the question is, how do you feel at a time of katmas when it's not going so well in your avaida how do you feel? if that bothers you it hurts you and you miss how it was and you want it, you want to get back to godless it's a good sim. it's a sim that the kasha is strong if it doesn't really if you don't feel that in the Kudus Alev then it could very well be that even when you thought that it was Gavaldic, you thought that it was like Yom Kippur whatever you know, you felt like you were really close to Hashem, it could be that it really didn't penetrate into the depths of who you are. If it truly penetrated into your heart, then it would bother you when it's not like that. We understand that with every relationship in this world, except for the Kaddish Baruch. But it's true. If it, if your Yom Kippur is really Yom Kippur, but godless, then when it's no longer Yom Kippur, and you're in a state of kindness, you should want to get back to the Yom Kippur. And if you don't feel that and you don't miss that closeness and that intimacy that you had in Yom Kippur it could very well be that even the closeness that you felt in Yom Kippur wasn't really one that penetrated to the depths. It wasn't really. It was something. Of course it was something. But it didn't really seep deeply into you, into the person. If it would have, if it would have gone into a deep place inside of you then when you'd be in a time of cutness and of smallness you would miss the godness of Yom Kippur you would long for that, to get that back. But if Yom Kippur has passed, and you're in a place of Katniss, and you don't have that longing for Yom Kippur or for Godless, as a matter of fact, you, you, you're dreading that it's Yom Kippur. So then, so then it's a simon that Yom Kippur, that that experience that you're having Yom Kippur really, really didn't penetrate into, the, into your heart, into the Kudus HaLeif. You had but not into the the last paragraph. We're talking here about the final nakudas that are necessary, that a person has to think about to reach this basic level of a Hashem. Of course, the say the order, however, is as we spoke about at the beginning of the parak, <speaking in Hebrew> that a person has to constantly speak to the Creator and to speak about all these things that you've given me and that I have from your brachas and every single second of my life is from you and so on. And to speak about this. <speaking in Hebrew> and to remind oneself that if Hashem is Baruch, like we learned in the paragraph, if Hashem gave me these things, it means He loves me. I'm not that He gave them to me automatically, like we learned earlier in the paragraph. He gave to me automatically. Everybody gets it. Even the people on the block have it. So other people. So no, a person has to remind himself over and over and over again. If I have my, if I have my wife, why did I have such a wonderful wife? Because the Lord loves me. He gave me such a wife. If I have my health, if I have my eyesight, my, if I have. Well, if I'm able to walk, whatever it is, it's not stam, it's kumtsemit, that it's coming to me. It's because the Bereshit loves me. And he gave and he gives me these things because he loves me. And a person has to review that and has that over time, if the time, if the time, time, not to take for granted. The Bereshit is giving me right now my life. He's giving me my eyesight, my 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 ears. He's giving me my feet. He's giving me the breath in my in my lungs because he loves me. The embassy loves me and a person has to review that over and over and over again to say it and to think about it to say it But a person, you have to realize that if, if you're not holding by this place you're not ready to move on to the next step of course we will we're going to learn the next step because we're going to learn all of it and then we try to work on whatever we can as much as possible but but, but really, if you don't feel yet this ahava, this love that we're talking about, it's very hard to understand uh, what's coming up. Although we, we can understand it intellectually. We're not, we're not idiots. Or at least we're not proud of being idiots. And we can certainly continue to learn and to understand in our seichah. But the tachlis of the seichah is not to understand. There's nothing here that's hard. The tachlis is to feel, not to understand. So to feel, we really need to have already felt where we're holding by to understand, we can continue with understanding. till ends a page until you actually can begin to feel something different. It could take two months, vafyos or longer. Each person according to his nefesh and his madriga. But this Nakuda of loving Hashem Is not extra It is not a, a, a deluxe Jew A Jew who loves God It's a mitzvah as we learned at the beginning It's a mitzvah with a mitzvah the race to love Hashem. It's not extra It's not extra To say that I'm married to this person But to, uh, to love the person That's already a bonus There are people who, who look at life that way It's very sad No The, the mitzius of a relationship is love and the Baruch said the same thing That Ahavas Hashem is not something extra and beyond Serving Hashem Ahavas is, Hashem is the most basic emotion In that relationship Therefore It's not something that you feel once every seven years once every you know every Shemitah or every Yoival or when it's a Simcha or something like that for a second you have this flaring up of emotion Ha'avaz Hashem it's not Vaida, then it's the Etzim HaNakudah what it means to be a Jew Ha'avaz Hashem and that's what the Kadmonim the Shlach and the Charedim and others explain what's the Mitzvah of Simcha say Simcha Simcha the Joy some sefer says an interesting thing. Some sefer says an interesting thing that I think in Vayichi, in Teres Moshe Vayichi, I'm pretty sure, he says that he's talking about what's the first mitzvah of a mitzvah So Reb Saldek and the Chedushim and many say the kriyshma of of Barav, right? Because the second is the he has the chiv deraisu. Some sefer says that the first mitzvah that the mitzvah could be Mekayim, is the mitzvah of simcha some side the mitzvah of simcha which means to be filled with joy that he has become a, ben, a back humor meaning uh, he's, that he's not that he's somebody that is that instant of transformation before he even begins to say a shema. that feeling of joy of being of being uh, a full fledged member of the tribe of being a yid he doesn't say that, you have to be careful with the Chassam his words he doesn't say the first mitzvah that you chayev he says the first mitzvah that he could be Makai. chayev the first mitzvah, say that because we're trying to find what's the Sharish of the being we don't have any of the to the best of my knowledge none of the Maneha mitzvahs that count the 613 mitzvahs count Simcha as one of the 613 mitzvahs it's not counted as one of the 613 mitzvahs so the Baron Hagodah from Kaleen said everybody knows that he said that even though even though uh, Simcha is not one of the 613 mitzvahs but all mitzvahs come from it just like even though sadness is not one of the is not one of the of the Torah, but all Avayas come from sadness. So what does it mean? So the pshat what the is saying is that the by mitzvah b'ochim in the mitzvah of simcha. So the charedim and the shalal kaddish and others learn. What's the mitzvah of simcha? The mitzvah of simcha is the result of a havas when a person loves Hashem Then he performs the missus with simcha. And he's B'simcha to be in this world To be a Yid When a person's When a person's When a person does not feel of Hashem Then his Yiddishkeit is a burden And it could be that all of life is a burden But especially his Yiddishkeit Weighs him down It's a burden So when So when the Chassam Sefer says that, that the mitzvah Baruch when he becomes mitzvah to be Mekayim, the Mitzvah of Simcha, where do we find the Mitzvah of Simcha in the time? So the explanation is that it's referring to the Mitzvah of Yahav, that is Hashem L'Okev. The Mitzvah of Yahav Hashem. When you love Hashem as Baruch you're B'simcha. And you rejoice. Now you're going to say your first Krishna is it going to be B'simcha is your Krishna b'simcha if your creation is b'simcha if your Shabbos is b'simcha if your Yontav is b'simcha if your Tfim is b'simcha if your Tikan Amidus is an Avaidah b'simcha even if your tishba is b'simcha I mean, not that you're happy but the Avaidah is an Avayda that's gratifying to you and it fills you that's a sign that you love God that's a measure of Ava Hashem. Simcha and Ava Hashem go together they go together because that for that person Yiddishkeit is not something which is on the periphery of his life it's outside of his life Ahaveth Hashem is the Nekudah of who he is and it affects everything in his life it affects his entire Avaidah's Hashem all of his Avaidah's Hashem is B'Simcha not just not just uh, Simcha's His all of his Avaidah is B'Simcha why? because he loves God because he loves Hashem you see in the chosna kala. When the love is strong, then anything he could do to help his kala, to take care of his kala, to do for his kala is kavaldik, He's besimcha. Then you see the guy six months later and she says, Can you do this? I mean, he's like rolling his eyes and said, I just took out the garbage last week, I have to do it again. And they were going out, it's kavaldik yasimcha. Because when the ahav is strong, then naturally there's a simcha, there's joy. When they have is not strong, then the is not It's a very simple formula. We'd like to think it's not, but it is. It's with, it's with the relationships between people, and certainly it's, it's with the very able. When a person feels love for God, then there's a simchim being a Jew, and, he, and he's happy doing mitzvahs. He's happy. When the, when the relationship with the bar is not there, and there is no love for Hashem, or no... Obvious love, of course, every Jew has in his heart, deep, deep down. I have him as the Tanya writes, and so on. But if the love is, if the love is very, very covered, then, 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 tachlin becomes a major, tachlin becomes a major impasse in the course of the day. Another thirty seconds of, uh, thirty seconds of davening could be, could be, could be very hard. Or, you know, you know, in your particular shul. They finished the Shabbos at uh, eleven twelve, and the guy the other shul finished at eleven you know oh eight. So you're gonna you know switch to the shul that finishes eleven oh eight. As long as you find out that it consistently finishes, of course, early. then you go to you go to the shul that finishes. So where does that come from? That Yiddishkeit, Yiddish kite is, is a burden. Yiddishkeit is heavy. Yiddishkeit is heavy. There's missing Ahava the love is not there. Okay, you're, you're a good avid to be an obedient Jew that serves God, that's a big madrig also. Even if you don't feel anything, that's a big madrig. But the ahavah is missing. And the ahavah in the heart of a Jew must be the nekudah the kudah's the essence, the happiness of the person. The etzim haavah it wants very existence, very existence. If somebody would say, if someone would say that to a 19-year-old to a, a boy or a 19-year-old girl that, you know, uh, someone would come and say that I, I see that in the future you're going to be married to a very nice person, but you're not going to really love the person. That would never be satisfying. That's not anything, should I, should I you know, I, do you want to move ahead with that? The answer is no. I want to be able to, to be loved and to love somebody. I don't want that kind of relationship even if it might have been enough years ago for our parents or grandparents to have answers, that's fine as long as the person is firm and whatever makes it for us, that's okay but nowadays certainly it's not enough so that's only a marshal of, of Rasul HaKadjimah because Ahav is not something which is extra Ahav is the etzim Haviyasu it's the very essence of who you are Ahav that's why we always learn which we already have from the Rishonim that Ahava is the gematria echad, right? the word Ahava equals the gematria echad one, because when there is that oneness, there's Ahava and you can't stand being away and it hurts you to be away it's the the etzim of the person etzim atzomai it's not some sort of an external outside in your life it's the etzamhavaya of the person. Adam, Nigvas The svarim tell us, and this is what I was saying before about Simcha, that the entire vitality that a person has in his Avayada's Hashem depends upon how much you love him. <speaking in Hebrew> if you love other things, then a khishala may have a zar. That means that that's your chiz. In other words, if you love, if you love the Yankees, if you love the Yankees, I'm not saying you appreciate it. If you love baseball, if you love sports, that means that that's your. That means that that's your chiz. Whatever you love is your chiz. If you love, if 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 you love, uh, you know, hot dogs, that's your chiz. If you love the barishm, that's mm-hmm. your chiz. Then that's your chiz. In other words, when you want to know what is the point of your life, then you have to see what is it that you love. If you love going to a shi'ir, if you love hearing some dvatar, if you love learning, then tarvit is the point of your life. If you'd rather do something else, and you tolerate, or you even just appreciate the shi'ir, then it's not your chis, then it's not your life. It's something good that you do. But it's not your life. When something is your life, then you, then then there's love. That's just uh, uh, we know that from how much we love ourselves, and so, uh, and and, and that applies to everything else. That applies to everything else in life. As the Tanya talks about this in in the small section called Chinuch Cotton in Tanya, it's printed in the Tanya. That they, that in, it, that which you recognize as being as being your life, you love. And if you love something, it means that you that your life is tied up with it. And it's very very pathetic if a person's life is tied up with a, with a bunch of guys running around throwing balls and catching balls and jumping and so on. It's very sad. It's not sad to enjoy something like that, but it's very sad if that's and that's the love of your life. Somebody was telling me I think the the, the opening game of the Yankees was rained out and uh, somebody read somewhere that it caused like a whole unbelievable thing like people there were people that like, had to go to doctors and psychologists and it was a whole because it rained. Some people they asked they went to the game and, then, and, they, and there was no game it caused like a major setback in their lives it was like an emo- it was an emotional setback that the, the opening game was rained out okay so the terrorist is he will tell you straight out he asked the guy who had it Why you, know, you have very strong feelings about the uh-huh. event. He says I love I love baseball I love the Yankees and, and we would say you're right because if, if this game or the or the lack of the game could cause you to have such a, a, a setback it must be that it means a lot to you and then that's okay. That's okay, as long as it's not one of our one of our uh, people, All right? But if it's a Ben Gris that feels that way, like the Rebbe Revolution I said and he said, uh, "Pepper, you love, pepper, you love." I told many times, that's what we love. Pepper. When the Rebbe of got upset, the whole nice he went, because there was a youth that said at the the dinner table, there was a youth that was there that said, uh, he offered the Rebbe of pepper, and the Rebbe said, "No, thank you." He said, he, he said. And Rebbe, you don't know, care for pepper, and the man and the Rebbe, So the man said, "Oh, really? I love pepper." And then the Rebbe went out of his cave and he started jumping on the table. "I love the Bereshit, and he loves pepper. He loves pepper. I love the Bereshit, and he loves pepper." But that's what it boils down to. Really. What do you love? And what you love, what you do love, is what gives you chiz it's your chiyas therefore what he's saying is a scary thing if, you think, if your love is for things that are external things that are zara meaning alien to the shalom, outside of of the rabbinu shalom then it means that your chiyas is mehava then that's what your is that's what you get your you might, you, know, you might a person might complain that he has to spend so many hours at work but if, but if, you know, even his free time, not somebody has to go to work, but even his spare time, whatever it is, he's all cut up in the inion of work, and uh, he, not because he needs the panasa, but he just loves, you know. So then that's his khiz. His khiz is for work. Say that. Yeah, that's his khiz. What you love is your khiz, and what gives you khiz is what you love. So you ask yourself, what do I look forward to more? Do I look forward to. Do I look forward to the taste of supper, or do I look forward to the taste of marv? It's, it's a, what, what, what do I look forward to more, the taste of supper or the taste of marv? It's a, it's a question of what you love. I mean, it's very very simplistic, but it's a question, really, it's, 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 not, it's not totally inaccurate. Not, unless a person's, of shalom, starving. i about a regular person, when he was eating breakfast and lunch. But he looks forward to the gishmak, that's what the Levi was saying. The gishmak of a of a righteous Jew is tefillah. It's tyrant. That's the geshmack of a Jew. Other things that a person does, like the Tanya says, you do the kriyas. You do it a cold way. You do it. You do it a cold way. You have to do. It. When it comes to when it comes to going to work, you don't have to have. You don't have to have a chias. You have to do a good job and be honest. Doesn't mean that that's, that that becomes your life. It becomes your life. That, that's that's that's. Uh, it's not supposed to be your chies. it's Supposed to be a panosa, not your chiz. If you find, if you find that you you could blame it on a on a very strong work ethic, or maybe you just need to make more money and put in extra hours. That's a, you know, it's understandable. But if, but at some point you have to ask yourself honestly. Do I have more of a gishmak going to a shiir and learning, or do I have more of a gishmak going to my office and handling with people and being like a, you know, whatever kind of a machim I think I am at work? What gives you more of a gishmak? What is it that what is it that makes you happy? What is it that makes you feel good and accomplished? What's, what, what has a stronger taste to you? Understanding a blad or an acquisition, whatever? And I'm not talking about the panos, a person needs to work and do what he has to do. But what do you love? It's a very big question. And when it says in v'haftas Hashem lekecha, the chol of aluf, the chol of the chol may decha, the chol may decha means more than any of your possessions. This is what it means. The chol decha, with 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 any ma'ay that you have, with anything that's with anything that's ma'ay, the chol decha. That's what it means. And If you love God, that means that your that means that your life is bound to God. That means that your chiyus, your geshmak, your chiyus is masha. should help us we should be to really, really love Him. But the chiyus emes that 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 means something to, to us. The next parak which will start um, next week, I'm going to be able to solve. Thanks. So, um, so bez we'll, 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 Hashem, it uh, could be the following. Will we'll be, we'll be Pesach. Pesach. Will be Pesach. So good. This I have a she'enet for you. Without it, is a very, very. It's, it's a very high. It's a very high. <laughs> but this this last parak. It says that was a lekav. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we have time to work on the last parak. Yeah, but uh, but. The next parak is is an unbelievable Indian, and it's something which it's going to be very very hard for us to feel, but to think about it, it will be very gishmak to learn and to understand to feel. It's a madrig, it's a big big madrig, but we'll, we'll see. All of us have something of like it, a little bit something. We'll find something. We'll find. But our avida is more in this last parak, so to get to the next parak. But in between, we'll, we'll learn about pesachim. The shkaych.